swear to God, some people are trash. What, Not us, though. Did you forget to take out the trash, baby? Yep. <laughs> I always forget to take out the trash. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, you're actually pretty good. You're the, can I just say, you are the sexiest trash taker out ever. That oh, I've ever, that's... That I've ever married. That's really sweet. Yes. I'll take that. Well done. Thank you. Award goes to Charlie for being the best trash taker. Take her out Yeah. Amen for that. Welcome, guys, to another episode of Charlie and Ponyo. It is been a minute, but a crazy hot minute. How's your week been? Oh, babe. What do you got up I to? Start? I had a date night the other night. Ooh. Makes sense. Date night the other night. That's really bad. But a date night with right. the lover of my life. He doesn't mm. know this yet. This. Mm. But that's okay. Right. But I'm pretty sure in the next lifetime we will be together. Gross. Mr. Chad Smith, if you are listening. Well, actually, he won't be listening because he's getting ready to perform tonight. So I'm pretty sure he's like, you know, warming up. Yeah. With his crew. I was there. Yes, as the chaperone. Thank you. You're welcome. For supervising me and making sure that I didn't throw my knickers and bras no, that's up fine. on stage. Not it that was I was fine. wearing a bra, but that's another story. It's fine. I had to look after my other four wives. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> but respect, Ch- respect. Chili Peppers concert yes. was great in, here in Sydney. Man, can I just say... Where do they get the energy from? Because I'm looking at Flea. Just looking at him, I was exhausted after the first track. I'm like, please, continue, but I cannot dance anymore. He's jumping <laughs> around, he's high and live, and he keeps on going when the music stops. And um, I, I, you know what my energy level is going to be this year? I'm going to... Channel. You're gonna, you're gonna be flea energy levels. Yeah, man. Hashtag flea energy. Really? Yes, that's gonna be my energy vibe for the year 2023. Who am I going to channel and look up to? Flea. I give it three days. <laughs> so I'm on my. I'll wait till Monday. I'm not, it's not even 24 hours, <laughs> and I'm already buckled. <laughs> I'm so. Bu- and I wasn't even drinking. I wasn't even screaming. I you usually... were drinking my drinks. Yes. It was bullshit. That, true We're up fact. in the VIP section. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers, Sydney, uh, February when you, when you the mean, When you second. say VIP, do you mean nosebleed? Close yeah, enough. but the, the, I always like that part of the stadium because the sound bounces off the walls correctly. Look, I don't know if you're right about that. Why would they create a stadium mm. that's meant to, you know, have concerts, sports, whatever it may be? Why would they... Provide a concert like a stadium like that where the sound quality would be different. No, uh, that's what I'm saying. So when usually they have it at the front of sure? the section. Yeah, I've been in. I've been to so. This is me blagging for a bit. I've oh, been. At, I've been to so many. Dear so listeners, many concerts, you're more than welcome to fast forward this part so of the So many concerts that, and I through my awesomeness and my trial and error over the course of these last twenty five years that I've been going to concerts. It's the it's the peak spot to to be at. You want to be at that corner back, up a little bit, so because the sound waves travel differently across the the spatial distance that you're in within the stadium, and it bounces off the back of the walls, and back in sometimes. So you want to be in the optimal <laughs> spot for for sound. Okay. That's where we were. 
killing it. And you drinking my drinks. It was great. Summary, it was an excellent night. <laughs> I would go back. Hey, can I shout out as well? You can't forget the supporting act. Now, this is the thing. Supporting acts. Okay, they're... Correct me if I'm wrong, their dual purpose of being a supporting act is to make sure the sound, the stage, everything goes well. Yeah. Usually, that's my understanding of a supporting act. That's what they're there and most likely to showcase an up-and-coming artist. But for this particular leg of the tour for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm. I was freaking in, like so surprised with the supporting act. Post Malone. Oh my goodness. You love Posty. I love Posty. I didn't realise I have a sweet spot for Posty. Why do you like him? He, he, a few things, in no particular order. He dances as if no one's watching, but clearly there's thousands of people watching. He just, he just lives in his own little bubble when it comes to his music and dancing. And I, I love that about him. I appreciate people being confident just to be able to dance and be able to move your body and not give a single fuck. Yep. Secondly, he's humble. Yep. He's actually really sweet. If you watch, and I know you have watched many interviews, he is such a sweet guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy, and I'm pretty sure he's a great partner and a father as well. He talked about his little kid, and we saw a... a Part of his performance, I'm going to call it performance because that's what he's doing. He was smashing a guitar and he gave and the he pieces <laughs> out to the crowd. Do you know how sweet that is? I thought that was so sweet. That's posty for you. He's... Oh, and I do, look, I understand that his music now is more mainstream. It's more, I guess, in line with what his record company most likely dictating to him, hey... You need to bring X amount. This is the base on the data. This is the type of music you need to create. Because I know from you, he's more into that alternative music, which yeah, is great as well. That's what that's what won me over for him. I think during the pandemic, he did a hmm. a live stream on YouTube or something, a charity benefit for suicide prevention. I think it was. Okay. On, and he they did like a Nirvana. Like a full Nirvana set for like over an hour. It was great. I was like, you That's know what, when? you know what, Posty, I I, I respect that. I was respect that was that. that when you knew you fell in love with Posty? It it was. Aww. but your other lover on that night. Who? John Frusciante. Oh. Oh, hold my heart. <laughs> Would you say so for those who are playing along at home? John Frusciante. John Frusciante. Would you say he's the the guitarist for Red Hot Chili Peppers. The best guitarist. Uh, probably alive right now. Yeah, I'll I'll take a, I'll put that on on wax. Yep. Yep. Wow. I just like his style. Mm. His guitar style is. It's out of this world. Yeah, he's taken all of the guitar styles. He's one of those musicians that will just go down rabbit holes, and all of his favorite artists mm. in guitar plays that he would look up to mm. he would go and find out what their favorite artists were mm. and then he would learn every single song in the back catalog of all of his artists favorite artists favorite artists oh my god and he's he's so good now this is like 2023 he was rolling around with the chili peppers back in the 90s after 
the first guitarist passed away, but he has been around since when Kurt Cobain was alive playing guitar. They went on tour. They were playing oh, together. They were together. Mm. Uh, Anthony Kiedis talks about it in his Bio. autobiography, Scar mm-hmm. Tissue. And he's been around with the... They always call them, I think, the four horse, the, the four horsemen of, of apocalypse of grunge. So mm. you've got uh, them as part of it. It's it's great that he he is always a master of the guitar. He just continually learns and changes his style and the mm. way that he plays guitar. Mm. And he's taken every single sort of style and form of guitar and melded it into his own. And you got to respect that. Oh He's yeah. Still alive today. He was not gonna. Be, he was. He was a the, one of the biggest heroin junkies. That's like the reason why he quit the Chili Peppers two times in. Because he was a junkie and he just couldn't deal with fame. He just wanted to just chill, do heroin and play guitar, mm. make music, mm. paint. Mm. But uh, yeah, he's my favorite guitarist. Mm. I can't time. believe that he's fifty two. I look at him and I'm like, no way in hell you're 52. I honestly thought, I don't know why, for the the longest period, I keep thinking, oh yeah, he's like 30, 30. I think he was like 30 back in the 90s. I know. <laughs> but respect, and he's got a, you know what, his, his voice, it's so soothing. That's, a, that's the chili peppers for you. That's, they're, they're... that's Johnny Boy, so soothing. Oh, and I, I saw the way you were looking at him. I'm like, you don't look at me like that. If you picked up a guitar, maybe. Oh, maybe. Oh, for the wrong reason, pick up the guitar to throw it. No. Anyhow, what's going on with you? What's on the download in the world of Charlie? I was just watching some videos. Short stories. Some short stories. Andrew Tate. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do, do you know about him? I, I think you would be living under a rock if you have not heard of Andrew Tate. I, I, to answer your question, I've heard of Andrew Tate, and that's by you, obviously. Do I know in depth what he does? Not really, but I know he talks a lot. <laughs> and what? I know for a fact now he's in jail. Um, do you know what charges he's in jail for? That's the thing. There's no proper charges. Yep. And, <laughs> yep. and I, I, I've been playing along. And he's in jail for the past 30 days in Romania. Yeah, With his brother. Yep. And they have not put a charge on him. Which, is that illegal? That's pretty illegal. Come on. I think How can, can do... he keep somebody in jail? I think they can do wild shit over in Romania. Oh. I ain't going to go over there then. He, I think they were saying he got done for so for the, a little bit of background for everyone. We'll start from we'll start from the ground up. Yes. He, they say he's a social media influencer. Yes. Or a, a speaker, and so he last year came onto my radar mm. after just reading like headlines and saying he's misogynist. He talks trash about women, blah blah blah. Mm. And then he started up a one. I think he started up a. a a course online called Hustlers University where it's predominantly young men. Mm. They pay $49 a month and they get lessons in how to become fit, how to become wealthy Mm. and learn skills. Mm. 
So I think he was doing that, and then he just started blowing up, and he his views on stuff were it was a bit, making good were coin. a bit wild and good coin from that. Yeah, but I was just watching some video. I was watching back in last year. Mm. You'd watch the short form content, and it'd sound really whack and just like this dude is fucking crazy. Women can't drive. Women are property of men. Mm. Women can't cheat. Men can cheat. Mm. All types of crazy shit. Mm. Uh, but then I remember watching a weird long form video of him that went for hours. And you saw, that, you saw it under its, the context that it was given. Some of the stuff he says is absolutely rubbish. Yes. And doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm. But some of the stuff that he says around self-accountability and responsibility and taking hmm. responsibility for your stupid broke-ass life goes a long way, especially the way, I think the way it resonates with young men. Mm. I, think, I think he was onto something. But then the media and everyone cancelled him. And he got done for sex trafficking or something. And then but also, he was locked there's up for- theories that he is being locked up for other reasons because he believed that he's in the Matrix. Oh, that's right. And then the government and the whole world is out <laughs> to get him. The Matrix. Well, the Matrix is real. Yes. Mm-hmm. To use Andrew Tate's fra- uh, phrase, but the frame is right, I think. You know what? There is, there is, there is the one percent of people that are controlling the planet, and they have a certain specific agenda in mind, and they will do anything to stay in power. Yes. They'll do anything to continue to control people and make as much money as. It's not even about making money, right? They, they're the ones that are printing money. They're the ones that are printing the money, so Mm. they don't even give a fuck about money because there's only so much you can buy. Mm. It's all about power. Mm. I think. And once you have power, you can control people. Well, and even just thinking about it, I've been reflecting this week about this whole tape thing. Like, you don't have to necessarily think, believe or understand or even like his message, but I think the fact that he speaks to a generation of men that... that it's, it's almost like the... What is it? It's like the pendulum is swinging back the other way in regards to, like, the Me Too movement. So you got like the Me Too movement that happened, what, is like five or six years ago or something. And it was mm. like a really big thing with Harvey Weinstein and fucking Jeffrey Epstein and that whole stuff. Mm. But there's like the pendulum swung really hard that way and now it's swinging back the other way. And then there's a whole bunch of people, predominantly young men, that don't have uh, a source of wisdom or, or something to, to drive and benefit them. Yes, they've got Jordan Peterson, but he's too highbrow for people he's like so illiterate he's so not illiterate he's so super literate and speaking at a doctorate level you need need a phd to understand yeah it goes over a lot of people's heads Mm. but with andrew tate he dumbs it down he speaks really aggressively and he can he can he can speak to like the 20 year old meathead who is you know staying at home doing nothing Mm. living with his mum no job Mm. it's like no be better than you were yesterday. Go do some fucking push-ups and go get a fucking job and know how to talk to people and get some mm. stories. And So basically, Jordan Peterson and Andrew Tate are quite similar in their messaging. No. I, I think in the, not in their messaging, no, but no, in the, not core, the, messaging, the, the core, core elements of, of take accountability and self-responsibility yes. to be yes. a better person. But the way they're presenting is completely different. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then the targeting... Well, I don't think they do it deliberately, but the way they're conveying their message is being targeted a particular age group. Oh, for sure. Demographic. 
But you got to think, like, when he's targeting young men, and I'm, I'm in no... I'm in no space for that. Like, I'm, I'm an old man now. I'm, I'm getting in towards middle age. It's the 25s to 30s, mm. 25s to 35s that are... Those are the people that you need in society. Like, society is built off the backs of these people. They're the motherfuckers that are going out, building the roads. The motherfuckers going out, cleaning the streets. They're the motherfuckers going out and dying in wars. If you don't, if the mainstream media and the collective that's 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 there controlling us doesn't have control over the young men and the mm. pop and the populace, mm. then as soon as they start going out in the street protesting, it's game over for all the people in the power in power. So you need to control those young men. Mm. So I think that's why Andrew Tate and Jordan Peterson to a to an extent they started to do heaps of crazy shit to him in Canada. Mm. Oh yeah. They're they're trying to silence Jordan Peterson. They're making him do what is it like re re social media re education. They're going to strip him from his his license mm. in Canada because he went against the Prime Minister of of Canada Trudeau. Mm. He challenged him, and he was saying some shit about Jacinda Ardern, a couple of other people, and then they said, "You need to pay for uh, re education in social media, or otherwise we're going to strip you of your license and." You have to pay $250 per hour with our social media expert. They're going to train you. And you can imagine how Jordan Payson feels about it. He was like, I think he was on Joe Rogan the other week, and he was just like, fuck that, I'm not fucking doing that. I'll teach the person who's trying to teach me about social media. I'll, I'll wreck them. And you can imagine Jordan Payson wrecking that. social. I feel so bad for that social media trainer that was going to oh, yeah. be lined up to do that. Imagine being in a, there for an hour with Jordan Peterson every week and him just... He'll Absolutely he'll definitely convert convert and, and we'll give up and give in. Go, yep, JP, whatever you want. I'll mm-hmm. sign your certificate right now. <laughs> I'll sign your certificate that you complete the the training. Boom, get out. <laughs> Please get. I'll pay you the money. <laughs> but it's but like that type of stuff is crazy. And then you kind of see. I know we've talked about it ad nauseum in previous podcasts, but. It's just weird to see how they spin, the mainstream media spins narrative and it's just so blatant now that it's just hard to take anything seriously in the mainstream media or the narr- not not take it seriously, but what the narrative that they paint, yes, the thing might happen. So a bomb might get dropped in a house in or an apartment building in Ukraine. That's the true part where someone dies getting bombed. But the narrative that strings along that, that, that sits along it, is something completely different. Or it might be completely at loggerheads with what the actual truth of it is. And I think that's, that goes a long way with this whole Andrew Tate thing. Is I think they're, they're trying to stop his message to yeah. young men because it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause waves or a whole bunch of... However, issues that they don't want to particularly address, yeah. especially with, yeah, what were you going to say? By putting him in jail, it's going to cause a rift no matter what. It, How it's, so? Babe, people are protesting for Andrew Tate to be released from jail. It, it's, it's so much bigger now. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good point. I and, think, And it's going to cause a ripple effect regardless. So the fact that he's in jail... It's getting a lot more attention, and I don't think whoever 
the whoever is creating their agenda, I don't think they wanted this, but it's actually creating the opposite effect. Uh, that's the thing. You never know what the, their agenda is. Maybe they, they do. So maybe they've been playing it like a chess game. So maybe they have been pushing the positions to make Andrew... T because you're absolutely right. I think the fact that if you were to put him in jail or if he were to die, he'd become a martyr yes. for the cause. Yes. And then that's the probably the worst situation that you want is... You can have Andrew Tate talking, you can cancel him and he can go off into the fields over in the internet and have his own little corner. Mm. People will still go there. But if you, if you kill him or try to silence him, it's like, it's like with anything throughout history is that you can't silence an idea. Mm. Like the more you try to... Suppress it. Suppress it. It's mm. the Barbara Streisand effect. It, millions of people will then start echoing his message. It's like the government forgets that... They say Andrew Tate at the front of the line. They can get rid of him at the front of the line. But they forget there's f millions of people standing behind him, mm. like, in the queue. Mm. So are you going to execute, summarily execute and cancel every single person in the queue? Mm. You can't do that. Mm. Mm. It's just weird how, yeah, I, I just find it funny. If, if, even if you don't like the fucking idiot, and he is an idiot sometimes, I think he's playing a character and he does it for mm. show. Mm. But I, I look, I don't agree with a lot of things that he's been communicating. I, in general, and this is not just Andrew Tate, but just in general now, everything is overanalyzed. Yeah. Everything is being scrutinized. But just everything with, uh, is just being, oh, so many layers added on top of when it's not needed. But even with the whole Andrew Tate things, like, so I, I, from what I was reading and watching earlier today, they haven't even charged him with anything. Nothing. So he's been in jail for, it's not like even remanded in custody, he's like in prison. Like mm. he's not at the jail cell at the, the, at the police center. station, nope. he's at the fucking, he's at the prison. Mm. You mean, like how, how, it's just crazy to be locked up and not have any charges pressed against you. And but didn't he predict all this? He mentioned, you mentioned that he, he, he said uh, three, three things would happen. He would get cancelled. Which did he happen. He would, uh, they would uh, throw false charges around rape allegations. And, that did happen. Uh, human trafficking. And then the last one is they're going to, they'll kill him. They'll silence him for mm. good. Mm. He's up to stage two that, mm. that he was saying. I mm. think in the um, Bet Davis oh, uh, wow. interview on Valuetainment. Well, watch this space and we'll see what will happen to Mr. Tate. Oh, yeah, I've got heaps more to say, so I think maybe we'll say that for part two. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to actually get a deep dive and ask you the specific questions on uh, your thoughts on some of his hot takes on things. Yeah, we well, can do that in part two. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Grab a drink. I will. Cheers, guys. Have a lovely weekend. I'm going to recover from my crazy week. Bye.